This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 32nd Sunday of the year, the 6th of November. I think we've all seen in recent years the horror that we know as ethnic cleansing, a process whereby a religion or culture from outside is imposed upon a people or nation against their will. In modern times, we've seen this happen in Poland over a couple of centuries, when through a similar process, a whole series of invaders from east and west went through Poland, trying to erase all signs of its national identity, its faith and culture. This is what is happening in the book of Maccabees, which is one of the most fascinating books of the Bible, from which the story in the first reading at Mass today comes. Greek bully boys came to an Israelite town and forced the Jews to eat pork. Some did, some resisted. During this very painful period of Jewish history, the tale told in this first reading unfolds. A mother with her seven sons was arrested, they're tortured, and they're compelled to eat pork against their consciences. And when they refused, they were executed one by one in the presence of their mother. A terrible and heart-rending story, but as contemporary as some of today's headlines. Just over a year ago, in February 2015, a group of Coptic Christians were arrested by ISIS forces in Libya, where the men had gone to find work. They were dragged out of their beds, held captive for many days, during which time they were told to renounce their Christian faith. They all refused. They were all led to the beachfront. You may recall seeing the images. The beachfront in Libya is on the Mediterranean because the persecutors said that they wanted to mix the blood of their victims with the water that contained the body of Osama bin Laden. Wielding brutal-looking knives, they invited their captors once more to renounce their faith. They refused, and their persecutors cut off their heads. It's said that many of these martyrs spoke the name of Jesus as they died. And there's a wonderful little detail. There were 20 Christians, but 21 were executed. The one was a man from Chad, who was not a Christian, but a co-worker with these men. And he was so impressed by the courage and conviction of his brothers that he said when challenged, their God is my God. And he died along with the others. It's reminiscent of something that happened at Tyburn, Marble Arch, in 1581, when the body of St Edmund Campion, after his execution, was being dismembered. Some flecks of his blood landed on the coat of a young bystander who was so inspired by the martyr's death and courage that he subsequently himself went off abroad to train to be a priest, returned to England and received a martyr's death himself. The story of the death of the Maccabean brothers and of subsequent martyrs is not some kind of irrelevant ancient history that's read to us at this time of the year or that that stuff doesn't happen anymore or that people don't get put to death for defending their faith. These are terrible but inspiring stories and we see them repeated again and again right through the history of the church. But they are more than just stories. The Maccabees story tells us why. 
what the seven brothers stress again and again to their persecutors is that they expect a life beyond this one. What gives the torturers and oppressors in any age their power is the conviction that this life and the goods in it make up the whole of reality. Therefore, by taking them away, tyrants and wicked people up and down the centuries can compel their victims to give in to their way. What inspires the martyrs, what they give witness to, is the existence of a higher realm, of an order of existence beyond this ordinary one. There's a great line from Brideshead Revisited that the supernatural is the real. There is a realm that exists which makes our world seem like just a shadow. We talk about heaven and we speculate about it and we hope for it, but the martyrs up and down the centuries, from the Maccabees to the martyrs of the English Reformation to the martyrs of Isis, most vividly witness to the reality of heaven. Why? Because they literally bet their lives on it. If this world is all that there is, why would you do such a thing? Why wouldn't you cave in and renounce your faith? They bet their lives on the fact that there is another reality, higher and more permanent than what we have here. Those who die in acts of aggression, like suicide bombers or kamikaze pilots, I've always thought must be slightly crazy. But those who accept death rather than renounce their faith are in point of fact the most clear-sighted, the most spiritually alive and the most sane people amongst us. The story of the Maccabees resonates very much with our present age. All these martyrs up and down the ages witness to what Jesus teaches in the Gospel about the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Death, in whatever form it will come to us, is the doorway through which we pass from this life to eternal life. There we find the saints and those whom we've known and loved on earth, the martyrs and all who inspire us to remain faithful to Christ. And first amongst them is our Blessed Lady, to whom we daily turn and ask her prayers now and at the hour of our death. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is for lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.